So last week, we, I came to you all from sunny Florida, <laughs> right? <laughs> On the Zoom, and we were having all kind of technical difficulties, right? It kept falling offline, and you know, that's why that's, uh, you know, Zoom has its place, but uh, it's, it's the good and acceptable will of God, but really the perfect will of God is to be all in one accord, sitting together in one room. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. Zoom served its purpose last week, and it's serving its purpose this week. Amen. But uh, if you can come, that's the perfect will of God. He wants us to assemble ourselves together in one place for power. Amen. We can really encourage one another when we see each other. You know, we can, we can see something on television, and that's good. But if you, if you see a live performance, that's better. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. So we thank God for what he's going to do before he even does it today. He said, just give thanks and always and everything. Amen. So today I'm going I'm to recap last week, though, because uh, it'll be nice for you to hear some of it again. But I'm going to give you part two of it as well. Amen. So last week we, talk, we talked about war, right? Battles. And... Uh, fighting the correct battles. You know, when, when, when we're in a battle, and, and, the, and the battles are just going to get more and more, because that's what the scriptures say. It doesn't say in the, in the end times, which we are in, it's going to get easier. Amen. It's going to get tougher. So, uh, you know, the Lord gave us this word so we can fight the right battles. Amen. We know the main thing when you enter in the battle, you want to do is consult the Lord. Before you get ready to fight the battle, you want to consult God because you want to make sure that's a battle you should be fighting. And you want to make sure that God is with you when you fight the battle. Amen? Why is that? <laughs> because if God is with you, guess what? You win. <laughs> You're not going to, there's no losing in Christ ever. Amen. You're never going to lose a battle in Christ. <laughs> so you want to make sure God is with you in the battle. Don't fight battles in your own strength, saints. Don't fight battles in your flesh. Amen. <laughs> That's a battle. You may win that battle, <laughs> but it's you gambling. <laughs> gambling is not good. Huh? We want a sure thing. We want to fight battles that we know we can win. Amen. That's why they fix fights. You know why they fix fights? They put a whole lot of money when they fix the fight because they know who's going to win. Amen. Everybody else sitting there playing, in the, you know, betting on a fight, maybe this one's going to win. Maybe. But if the fight is fixed, somebody knows who's going to win. Amen. Same thing in the Lord. We in a battle, but guess what? It's the Lord. The fight is fixed. <laughs> the fight, if you're battling with God, the fight is fixed. You win. Amen. You're never going to lose that battle. Amen. Everybody say amen to that. Just get that right there in your spirit before I go any further. If you're fighting with the Lord, you will win the battle. Because, <laughs> again, the elder said the battle was not yours. It's the Lord's. Amen. Get that pressure off you. I'm going to get pressure off everybody today, including myself. Amen. This battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. Amen. And I thank him for that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, at the end of the day, saints, you want to get God involved. Okay? You got to involve God. Amen? Matter of fact, let me go a little further. If God is involved, not only in all your battles, but just in your life, period. Things can happen so fast. I saw that in Florida. Things happen so fast, you be like, Who, what just happened? Amen? Things can happen fast. Amen? You got to keep God involved. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let me, let me read this scripture to you real quick. It's in Psalms, Psalms uh, chapter 127. I want to read this one. I want to bless you with this one right here. Psalms 127 and verse 1. It says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, 
but in vain. Amen. So here's the house right here. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is the house. <laughs> if the Lord is not building the house, it says they labor, they that labor in vain that build it. So if, you, if, you, if you're maturing and growing and it's not in Christ, it's just whatever you want to do, you're building your own house in vain. Amen. <laughs> and it says the same thing about the city. It says the same thing. See, it says, except the Lord keep the city. Let's use Chicago. That's a good example. Amen. It says the watchman waketh, but in vain. You can have all the watchmen in the world. What they say, okay, we'll get some more police officers. Okay, get some more. Okay, we'll get some more. We're going to get some more police officers. We're going to really watch this city. Huh? You can have all the watchmen in the world, but until they involve God, it said, what does the scripture say? The watchman waketh, but it's in vain. It's not going nowhere. Amen. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to labor in vain, saints. Saints of God. <laughs> we talked about last week. We talked about the chaos that we witnessed in Washington, right? Which they say could have caused a civil war, right? And I was telling you all, ironically, the word "civil" has nothing, has no relationship to war. Civil and war really don't go together. Because civil means quiet and peaceable. That's what civil means. So civil and war are two words that really don't match. But they say that's what we could have had, a civil war. I remember I used the example of divorce because, you know, when you get a divorce, which is not the will of God, everybody say amen to that. God when, when, it, when, you, when, you, when you marry someone, you're supposed to do that. That's supposed to be for life. Amen? That's a covenant. That's a lifetime covenant. And, and, uh, and when Jesus was telling, talking to his disciples, and uh, they said, well, well, Abraham, well, well, Moses said that if, you know, if it's a, for a reason of uh, adultery, you know, we can write her out a, a divorce and give it to her. And Jesus said, yep, Moses did say that because of your hard hearts. That's why he said it, because he knew you wasn't going to forgive him. So he just gave you a way out. He said, but that wasn't my father's plan. Amen. That was not the father's plan. And we ought to be glad of that because huh? we're married to God. We're, we're the wife. We're the bride of Christ. Say amen to that. Do, do anybody in here want a divorce? I know I don't. We, we for life, Lord. Come on, say that. Start saying that right. Lord, we, we forever. <laughs> huh? Praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I don't want a divorce. Amen. We together forever, Lord. Hallelujah to that. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. But the word civil, again, means quiet and peaceable. And in the court, they want the people that are getting divorced to be civil. Amen. They want, because especially if you have children, they don't want to see you all at each other's throats and your children just looking at you. Look at them. Look at my mama and my daddy. Why they acting like that? Amen. So the courts try to get you all in agreement, which is hard. You know why? Because <laughs> if you get a divorce, that means you're not in agreement. Okay. And, and the attorneys, they, they play with you because you know, it's, it's all about money to them. They don't, they don't have no skin in the game. They just want to get, get paid. So they'll have you at each other's throats. Well, no, you can't give her that. But that's my wife. You know, I don't hate her, but I just want to get away because you really want to do what you want to do. Your heart is hard. I just want to get away, you know. And so, but I want to give her that. No, you can't give her that. Or, or if, you give, if you don't give her something, she don't even want it, but they'll say, you should get that. <laughs> now you're in a mess. Something that, you, that never was designed to even happen. Everybody say amen to that. Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, so civil means quiet and peaceable, and they want divorcees, I'm just using that as an example, to be civil. To be quiet, have a quiet and peaceable behavior. That's what they want. But we know it don't happen like that, right? Huh? They want you to be in agreement and not to be at each other's throats. Again, the definition of civil is quiet and peaceable. 
But civil war doesn't have anything to do with being quiet and peaceful. Did we see that uh, in Washington? Did it look like they was quiet and peaceable? <laughs> they were tearing, they was tearing up the, the Capitol. Amen. Uh, they was at each other's throats. <laughs> see, civil war, civil war is between citizens of the same country. That's what civil war is. It's a, a war between, uh, it's, it's internal conflict, saints. That's what divorce is, too, when you think about it. Isn't that a perfect example? It's internal kind of you in your own house, but y'all got conflict. You all can't figure it out. Amen. <laughs> you really have a civil war going on. Amen. <laughs> Not good, saints of God. Thank you, Jesus. You're fighting amongst yourselves. That's what civil war is. And we're talking about battles and war today, right? And let me say this to you. If, you, if you're fighting amongst yourselves, in a civil war, that's the wrong battle. Everybody say wrong battle. That's not the battle you want. That's the wrong battle. You, you're fighting amongst yourself in your same household. That's not the battle you want to fight. <laughs> and that's what's going on in this country right now. We got to get God involved. Because there's many battles going on right now. We're battling the pandemic, right? We're battling all this injustice that's going on. Our government is battling. We got a lot of financial battles going on because people can't go to work. Huh? Their jobs, their livelihoods, businesses are going out of business. It's a lot of battles going on right now. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Some people say the chickens are just coming home to roost. Huh? Some people say that. They say the chickens coming home. We've been going through this for a long time. But I'm going to say this to you. This, is, this period right here, we should be running to God. Amen. <laughs> but instead, what, what's really going on? We can barely come to church and worship. I'm so, God, I'm so glad God put in my spirit. Get back in there. You walk by faith. <laughs> I don't care if don't nobody come. You go. <laughs> Say yes, Lord. Amen. So I, I'm so glad of that. I really am because we need a whole lot of God today. And like I say, it's not getting easier. We think, oh, when this is over, it's going to go back and it's going to get easier and go to normal. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> so, so what we got to do is just run, get real close to God. And think about, think about this. This just hit me in my spirit. Think about how graceful and merciful our God is. This, this situation right here, what we're seeing right now, is really getting a lot of folks saved. Who would not come to God? Because many won't come to God, I'm preaching to myself, till things through the bottom fall out. That's when I came to him. Everything was, it was a mess. And I said, Lord, uh, I can't, I, 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 if you just get me out of this mess I, right here I created, I will serve you. I didn't know he had all this for me. Uh, you got to watch what you say when you, when you promise God something. Amen. And before I know it, you know, I'm, in, I'm at a church and I'm sitting under a stern pastor and, I, and, I'm, and now I'm preaching the word. You know, and, and before I know it, the pastor say, now you got to go because the anointing on you, you got to go. You got, they waiting on you. Who waiting on me? Go where? Amen. So, you know, God is God is something else. He knows. He knows all that ahead of time. You, we don't know. Amen. We just trust God. Everybody say amen to trusting God. But this period right here, we should be running to God, saying to God. We got to seek his counsel to make sure we're in the right battle. Amen? Because we're going to have some battles. Please hear me. And if you don't seek God's counsel, you can get caught up in yourself trying to fight the wrong battle. <clears throat> Fighting a battle you shouldn't even be fighting. Say amen to that. You don't want to do that. David was a man after God's own heart. Remember I read those scriptures last week? He was anointed to destroy the Philistines. That was the anointing God put on him. He wasn't afraid of the Philistines. The Philistines were God's enemies. Huh? And Israel, and they were afraid of them. They were really afraid of the Philistines. That's where the story of David and Goliath comes from. Goliath was a Philistine. And, and nobody wanted to fight him. King Sodom, they didn't want no part to him. Huh? And, then, and they sent little old David out there to fight him. And David went out there talking about, you uncircumcised Philistine. 
How are you going to call him that? Because that's what he was. And David knew he was uncircumcised. He wasn't a child of God. He said, I'll take you out right now. And I know Goliath had to be saying, look at this prune. Talking about he's going to do something to me. But he had that anointing on him to destroy the Philistines. Amen. He was anointed to do that. But what happened? He ended up hanging out with the Philistines. Amen. Remember, Saul was, Saul was the king. God rejected Saul because God, Saul wanted to do his own thing constantly. God tell him to do it one way, he go and do it another way. So Samuel was the prophet. He finally told Saul, God rejected you. He want, he's looking for a man after his own heart. And he took the anointing off Saul and put it on David. Amen. Now, Saul, I'm going to kill David. Everybody say wrong battle. I'm trying to show you what the wrong battle looked like. Now, Saul going to kill David because God took the anointing off him and put it on David. That's the wrong battle. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Remember, when you fight a battle, you want to be on God's side. Amen. God was on the side of David. Huh? It was so so what what it boiled down to is like today, what we see. It was a uh, what do they call this transfer? It wasn't a what do they how do they call this between Clinton? I mean uh, 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 Trump Trump and uh, right the inauguration. Well, the the transfer it wasn't a it wasn't a uh, peaceful transfer of power. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, same thing in this story. When when God took the anointing off Saul and put it on David, it wasn't a peaceful transfer of power. David said, oh, no, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> Something like what, what, what the Trump folks doing. Oh, no, we're not going to give it to y'all peacefully. Huh? <laughs> Somebody going to die. Oh, I just caught that revelation myself. It wasn't a peaceful transfer of power when, it, when, it, when this happened. So David fled running from Saul. And he ended up with, his, with the enemy. He ended up with the Philistines. And he was camping out with the Philistines. Amen. <laughs> now the Philistines was about to go to war with Israel, with David's people. But, but they were still under Saul, whom they shouldn't have been. If it would have been a peaceful transfer of power, David would have been leading them. But David is running from Saul. Amen. <laughs> so now Saul hanging out with the Philistines, so they about to go to war. And David, and they say, well, we know you're going to go to war with us. The king is saying that. The king of the Philistines. David, you're going to come out and fight with us against his own people now. Amen. But the, but the princes, the Bible said, the leaders of the Philistines was not having that. They had sense. They said, nope, <laughs> we're not going to let David fight with us. What if he get over there to fight Saul and the, and the Israelites and they reconcile, him and Saul reconcile? Now look what we got on our hand. Amen. But David was, 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 was willing to go and fight with the Philistines against Israel. Somebody say wrong battle again. That was the wrong battle. He was anointed to, anointed to destroy the Philistines. And they had sense enough to know that. Amen. The king didn't. The king just looked at the anointing. He said, this man is anointed. He's been hanging out with us all this time. He's been serving me. He going with me to fight this battle. I want this anointing on my side. But the rulers, but the, but the princes of the Philistines say, no, we can't, we can't take that risk. He might reconcile. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. So what happened? They ended up sending David away. Right? They say, no. Nah. And the king, you know, he, and the king seemed to be sad. When I read that scripture last week, the king said, David, you got to go on back. I can't take you in this battle with us. My guys, you know, my, my leaders are saying that's not going to happen. Amen. <clears throat> so what are we talking about today, saints? We're talking about war, right? Fighting the correct battle. I just showed you a couple of improper battles. <clears throat> now, you know what I want to show you? What can happen when you're out of position? Because David was about to fight with the Philistines. He was out of position taken away from where he should have been because he was getting ready to fight the wrong battle. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Fighting the wrong battle, saints of God, can put you in a position you should not be in. Say amen to that. That's a note. If you're taking notes, write that one down. That's why you want to consult the Lord <clears throat> before you fight the battle. Because if you're out of position, position is everything. Huh? You, might have, you might have all the correctness in your heart. I'm really preaching to myself right now. But if you put yourself in the wrong position, <laughs> anything can happen. Amen. Oh, please hear me. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm not going to keep you all long today because I want to meet with my elders today for about 10 or 15 minutes, so I got to save a little extra time. So I really want to meet with them and talk to them. But, uh, but I want to bless you too. Amen. I always want to bless you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> God bless me so I could bless you. And I realize that. Amen. So I'm going to bless you real good. Everybody say amen to that. All right, turn in your Bibles to uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 30. We're talking about fighting an incorrect battle. Amen. War, fighting battles. Thank you, Jesus. And how the fighting the wrong battle can take you out of position that you should be in. Amen. You all with me? Look at verse 1, 1 Samuel 30 and verse 1. It says, and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. <laughs> Are you all getting that scene? So the Amalekites invaded the south and Ziklag and burned it up with fire. Ziklag was what David should have been. Amen. But he was out there getting ready to fight with the Philistines. Okay? He wasn't in this position in Ziklag. That's where he should have been. Amen. And so now the Amalekites came and invaded it and burned it up. I just want to show you when you fight the wrong battles, what you can lose. What's at stake? Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> David and his men were out of position, saints. <laughs> the wrong battle would take you out of position, saints. Look at verse 2. And had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went, there and went on their way. All right, y'all got the picture? So they came and burnt the camp up. And they took the woman, <laughs> amen. Now they didn't, and the children, they didn't, they didn't kill them, but they took them away captive. Y'all see what's going on? Listen to me, men of God. When you're out there fighting them wrong battles, this is what can be happening at home. Amen. Look at verse 3. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. <laughs> I got to show you this. This is so plain. Amen. Why they out there fighting this wrong battle, getting ready to fight with their enemies, the Philistines, against their own people. Look what's happening to their camp. The Amalekites came in there, burned it up, and took their women and children. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Look at verse 4. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Now they are all these mighty men. David ran with some mighty, David was a mighty man of God. He was a warrior, okay? And he ran with some mighty men. Huh? The, bro the brothers that David ran with was no joke, all right? But what they doing? <laughs> they all crying. <laughs> it said, look, and they, it said, they lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. They wept so hard, they didn't even, they couldn't, they couldn't even cry no more. These were some mighty men. I want to show you all this. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 5. So David and his men came to the city. No, look at verse 6. No, look at verse 4. Is that where I'm at? 
five. Some say four, some say five. I'm on verse five. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahanium and Jerusalemites. My eyes are playing tricks on me. Just relatives. Thank you, woman of God. And Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. So David, two of his wives were taken. David had two wives. And, and, and his guy, Abigail, I mean, and Abigail was the wife of Nabal. She was taken too. But let me just say this. All their wives was taken. Because what did the scripture say? They took the woman and the children and the sons, the daughters, everybody. So all their wives were taken. But it's just naming these two. It's just naming David's two wives and, uh, and Nabal's wife. Amen. But all their wives were taken, thanks to God. Let me, let me give you this revelation real quick, because I hear this a lot. In ministry, with men of God, it's, it's really important that a man of God be in position uh, because, uh, uh, and I, I hear this so many times, when things get all out of sorts, let's say the, the man of God ends up, okay, I'm going to get a divorce. I, I, I messed up or she didn't messed up, however it go. He loses two wives. Because what are we? We the bride of Christ, right? The church, that's a wife. Amen? And his own wife. Think about that one. <laughs> when a man of God goes straight, he loses two wives like David did. Amen? I just wanted to share that revelation with you. Look at verse 6. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. They wanted to kill him. Amen. You got us. Now think about it. You got us out here at this wrong battle with the Philistines, and our wives and all our children come back, and the whole camp is burnt, and we at the wrong battle. Oh, they mad at the man of God. Nah, they want to kill him. Amen. Because, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man from his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. <laughs> Again, they want to kill David. Y'all think that was right? He had him out there in the wrong battle. Amen? But I want you all to catch this last part of the scripture. It said, but David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. Listen to me, men of God. Sometime you got to encourage yourself. Everybody ain't going to encourage you. Amen. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to church because the Lord is telling me to go. You think everybody encouraged? Oh, you, no, we want to do it on Zoom. It's easy. You think I got some encouragement on that? I had to encourage myself. Uh -uh, I'm doing what the Lord told me to do. I'm going back. Amen. <laughs> they come, they come, they don't, they don't. I'm going to do what he told me to do. I had to encourage myself. That's what David did. They wanted to kill him. <laughs> they say, oh, no, you, you done made us lose our family, our children, and our camp. We're going to stone you. <laughs> Y'all got to get this picture clear. Amen. Look at verse 7. And David said to Abathar, the priest, Amalek's son. So Abathar was Amalek's son. I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought Hither the ephod to David. Now, what's the ephod? Ephod is like a garment or apron that the priest would have, or the high priest. And whenever a king wanted to speak to God uh, orally, he would, uh, he would ask for the ephod from the priest. Y'all remember? Okay, think about this. Remember last week when Saul, when God wasn't speaking to Saul? What did he do? Well, he went to a medium. Right? A psychic. Hey, bring, bring Samuel back up because he, he just wanted a word from God. He was trying to do the right thing. He, was, he, he saw all the Philistines about to attack him. And David would have been with him had they not sent him back. When he saw all that, he said, I need a word from God before I fight this fight. Good thinking. But the problem was God had rejected him. So he wasn't talking to him. So now he goes to a medium to get some information and and you remember in, in that, in that uh, story, it said, 
he couldn't get it from anywhere. The scripture said that he couldn't get it from a, from a, a prophet. He couldn't get an answer neither by a dream or, said, uh, or by Urim. And remember, I explained what Urim was. Urim was like a media used to expose God's will that they would use. And that's, what, and that's connected to the ephod. So when he asked for that, he really wanted to expose what is the will of God in this situation I'm in right now. They want to kill me. I need to know what to do. That's what was going on. That's why he, he called a priest and asked him, bring me that ephod. Amen. <laughs> Look at verse 8. <clears throat> and David inquired at the Lord, saying, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? Everybody say amen to that. When you go into the battle, what do you do? Inquire of the Lord. What should I do, Lord? Is this the battle I should be fighting? Should I, should I attack them? Should I overtake them? What's, what's going to happen? He's doing it exactly right. Amen. Let me read it to you again. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover how much, saints? All of it. Amen. That's, how you, that's why you don't lose battles in Christ. You see why you don't lose battles? Because the Lord answered them back. <laughs> Amen. And he answered him. Pursue them. That's what you want to know when you go into the battle. Lord, is this the battle I should be fighting? Amen. I need to know that, Lord. Is this the one? Is this the battle I need to be in? Should I pursue it? <laughs> and he told him, yeah, go ahead. And you're going to recover everything that they took. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Trying to show you how to fight the battle the right way. So David went. He and the 600 men that were with him and came to the brook Basar, where those that were left behind stayed. So now some of the men that were left behind stayed at this brook, apparently. And that's what David is, is at now. Look at verse 10. But David pursued he and 400 men for 200 abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Bessar. Some of them were still so faint from what had happened. They was like, we're not going to fight with you, David. We're not fighting with you. We're we just tired. Huh? We lost everything. We're tired. We're not going. And they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread, and he did eat. And they made him drink water. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him. For he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water three days and three nights. So they found one of the enemies, hungry, tired, and they, they fed him. And they said when he, when he did all that, his spirit came again to him. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, so, you know what I want you to see in that scripture? The Lord is showing me something. He said when, it, when after he, they fed him and he drank and all of that, his spirit came. So, so, so we know power is in the spirit. Amen. It's not in your flesh. Say amen to that. I just caught that myself. He said after he did all that, his spirit came again. And now he has some strength. So we get our strength from spiritually. Amen. Not physically. <laughs> we, that's why we don't fight battles in the flesh. Amen. That's not where the strength comes from. Huh? You're fighting from a weaker side of you when you try to fight your own battle in your own self. You need strength. Amen. Say amen to that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at verse 13, saints. And David said unto him, to whom belongest thou? And once art thou, and he said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant of an Amalekite. And my master left me because three days ago I fell sick. So here's one of, the, one of the young soldiers of the Amalekites who got sick, and they just left him. Everybody say heathens. They were some heathens. Huh? He, they, now y'all done went, took all their stuff. One of your guys felt a little sick. Y'all can't just drag him along? Huh? I wanted to show y'all how he even state. Because we're going to be battling some. Amen? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 14. 
We made an invasion upon the south of the Cherethites, and upon the coast which belonged to Judah, and upon the south of Caleb, and we burned Ziglag with fire. He's telling it all, too. Them heathens shouldn't have left them. Amen. He's just telling everything. Look at verse 15. And David said to him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? Where they at? <laughs> David, David's like, yeah, I did that. Okay, where they, where they at? Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he, and he said, swear unto me by God that thou will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my masters, and I will bring thee down to this company. He's smart, too. He said, I'll take you to him, but you, you can't kill me, and please don't get me back to them heathens. Amen. <laughs> he said, swear, swear on that. David, you got to swear that to me. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 16. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. That was, that was uh, David's land. See, the Melchites were spread out celebrating, saints of God, this great victory. They partying. Amen. Eating and drinking and dancing. Probably dancing with David and their wives. Amen. They some heathens. Oh, thank you, Jesus. They just party and say to God. That's what the scripture is saying, right? Oh, hallelujah. They celebrating these great, great, great spoils. Thank you, Jesus. Having a good time. Look at verse 17. And David smote them from the twilight even until the evening of the day, of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them save 400 young men which rode upon camels and fled. Some young boys had some stuff. They had them some stuff to ride up out of their own. <laughs> Amen. Four of them, 400 got away. But it said David smote them all day and all night. That's what the scripture is saying. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. Y'all seeing this, saints of God? When you're back in the right position with God leading you through the battle, this is what happens. See, there's no losing in Christ ever. Amen. Look at verse 19. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken, that they had taken to them. David, amen. I just wanted to show you all that today. And when God is leading you in the battle, that's the right battle, first of all, and you're going to win the battle. You're going to recover everything. Amen? And, I, and this is just such a, a rhema word because we're going to be fighting some battles in 2021. But we're going to be prepared. I love it. God getting us prepared right out of the gate. Amen? Let me show y'all. Before you all go into the battle, make sure you consult me. <laughs> Because you don't want to be set out here in the wrong position. Amen. You don't want to do that. Make sure this is the battle that you should be in. And then you'll win that battle in the Lord. Amen. We're talking about winning battles today, right? And I do have to meet with my elders. But I'm going to bless you real good, just like I said, right? <laughs> so I got to give you a bonus. I'm supposed to be happy like my job, talk bonus. <laughs> I'd be so happy. Let me give you this bonus. Amen. The agape love bonus. A bonus blessing. Amen. Turn in your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're talking about winning battles and wars, right? I'm going to give you all this, battle, uh, this bonus before we, we end this thing. Thank you, Jesus. We're talking about winning battles and wars. Which, which is the right battle? Which is the wrong battle? The right battle is the one you got God with you before you go fight it. The wrong battle is when you get into your flesh. Amen. And that can happen fast. You know, like when somebody cut you off or, <laughs> or, or do something to you that you know they're out of order. Don't get into that battle. Say amen to that. Just pray for them. Oh, Lord. Another heathen. Let them go. Just let them go. Amen. That's a battle you don't want to fight. <laughs> Many people would be here today if they just knew this word and heard that word right there. Now they want to get crazy and jump out their car with their tire iron and all that craziness. 
Get ready to fight the wrong battle. Amen? Don't do that, saints of God. If you did that in the past, let that go. You only fight battles that the Lord, that you inquire of the Lord. Is this the one I should be fighting, Lord? Should I pursue, pursue them? <laughs> huh? Get that in your spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at 2 Corinthians 10. Everybody there? Look at verse 1. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 1. A bonus. It says, Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold toward you. So we know Paul was meek and gentle in, the, in their presence. He's talking to the church of Corinth right now. <laughs> he was humble about around them. But when he wrote them, he heard some false teachers was in the, in the, had crept into the church of Corinth and was spewing that rhetoric, you know, probably trying to get them back into that self-righteous nonsense. We're not righteous in ourselves, right? Say amen to that. Our righteousness is in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. So somebody went in there spewing that, and that upset Paul. So he began to write them some bold letters. Amen. And that's what the scripture is saying right there. <laughs> See, Jesus was humble, too. Jesus was the humblest man. in. They say Moses was so meek, so humble. But he was the, most, the meekest man in the Bible beside Jesus. <laughs> Jesus was meek and humble. Amen. Until they got crazy in the, in the temple and started making it until a, into a, a merchandise event and started selling things. Then he went humble. He started turning tables over then. Amen. I just want to show you this. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So that's what Paul, Paul is mad with him now because that rhetoric then crept, crept into the church. And some of them are buying into it. Amen. <laughs> that's the right battle. When Jesus did that, that was the right battle. Get this stuff out of here. You didn't turn my father's into a, a, a house. What did he say? A house, a den of thieves. This is a house of worship, and you didn't turn it into a den of thieves. I've been there taking people's money, you know, selling stuff. Get this stuff out of here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. That's the right battle, saints. Say it's the right battle. If the word of God is backing you, guess what? It's the right battle. Amen. You can fight that battle. With assurity, you're going to win it. Amen. Look at verse 2. It says, but I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with, with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Now, I want you all to get this one. Amen. Because sometimes when you get so bold, they say, you in your flesh. You done got in your flesh now. Amen. Paul is telling them, I'm not in my flesh. I'm bold in the spirit. Amen. That's what he wanted them to see. <laughs> he, said, he said, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Don't think I'm in my flesh because I'm not. I'm just bold in Christ. Amen. That's what he's telling them right here. <laughs> when we fight godly battles, we're confident, saints. When you know God is with you, you're confident. You bow. Amen. This morning when I came went through the throne of grace, I, I got down and I'm like, Lord, I come boldly to your throne, but I'm humble as I can be. Amen. Uh, I'm a boldly go, but I'm going to show stay humble. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Look at verse 3, saints. For though we walk in the flesh, we do, we do not war after the flesh. That's what I want to get you to see today. We in these flesh bodies. We walk in flesh. But that ain't how we go to war. We don't war with our flesh. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So don't let somebody suck you into getting into a fleshly battle with them. Amen. You can lose that fight. Okay. Don't go. That's what happens when they cut you off. Or they do this to you, or they uh, uh, bump you in the store. You know, just be humble. Amen. Be, be merciful. Be graceful. Amen. God bless you. <laughs> you say, oh, I'm sorry. You didn't even do nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't do a thing. Amen. 
<laughs> it keeps the peace. But a, it says that in Proverbs, it says a calm word, uh, 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 it destroys wrath pretty much. It doesn't, it, it kills it. Huh? It's when you get all in your flesh. You know, what, what, that's why he's saying we don't war after the flesh. Amen. That's what gets things all riled up. Look at verse 4. Here go the high-end truth right here. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. See, he's saying the weapons we use, they're not fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. See, when we battle saints, it's not fleshly. It's, it's spiritual. It's mighty because it's through God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. See, when we battle through God, <laughs> we win every battle. We recover all. Amen? Look at verse 5. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's very powerful. <laughs> See, we, we got a war, saints. We got to battle things that are against God. Huh? And that's why so many things we just let go. We're going to take prayer out of school. We should have been battling like crazy. What? Now look at our kids. Amen. But we just let it happen. The church I'm talking about. Amen. We all prayer. Now one, la one lady they say did all this. You got a whole entire church and, that, and we're just going to let them take the prayer out of school. Huh? Take the Ten Commandments out of public places. Huh? Make laws, men can marry men and women can marry women. We should have been battling. No, that's not happening. Huh? That's what this, this is. Let me read the scripture again. It said, cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Laws like that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. They're saying, God, you don't know what you're talking about. Man can marry man and woman can marry woman. That's what they're saying. Amen. That is, that, that's exalting itself against God's knowledge, saints. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of God. That's what we got to do. That's our battle. See, that's a fight. We, that's, a, that's, a, that's a war or battle we fight, saints, and we will win it. Amen? We got to fight that battle. Look at verse 6. And having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is, fulfill, is fulfilled. See, we got to be ready to avenge that kind of disobedience. Amen. But first, you, you got to get obedient. It said when your obedience is fulfilled, now you're ready to revenge disobedience. Amen. Nonsense. Nonsense that we used to do. Say amen to that. You ready to revenge that now. I know I am. <laughs> After I got through telling the Lord, wait, Lord, now you, you want me to do what? Now you know I didn't sign up for this. And then after a while I say, but all that foolishness I used to do, I'm going twice as hard for you. What am I doing? I'm revenging. I'm getting my revenge now <laughs> on all that disobedience. That's what the scripture is saying. Get revenge again. Didn't the devil use you hard and strong? I know he did me. He really had me doing some crazy things. Amen. But when I go hard for him like this, it's getting my revenge. Amen. Get up when I don't want to get up. Amen. Come in here when I don't feel like it. Amen. <laughs> but I'm getting revenge. Thank you, Jesus. It's a pleasure to serve you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And at the end of the war or the battle saints, Disobedience will confirm to Christ in truth. That's what's going to happen. Amen. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your word today, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. This battle, we know the battle is in the mind, saints. That's what the battle is. A man thinks so is he. That's why the scripture says, let this mind that's in Christ be in us. Amen. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly, saints. Amen. We're in a spiritual war. Amen. We don't fight earthly battles. We fight them in the spirit. Amen. Please say amen to that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I found some great ones. Look at the front of this, uh, the front of this uh, program today. It has Exodus chapter 14. It says, 
But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Say amen to that. That's the battle you want to be in. <laughs> when the Lord himself is fighting for you. Moses knew what to tell the people. <laughs> you know, quit being scared. The Lord is fighting them. He's going to open the water up for y'all. He's going to let y'all pass through. Quit being afraid. He's going to feed you manna from heaven. Quit being, a, well, what if we, we, we don't have nothing to eat? All of a sudden, they're getting manna from heaven every day. Say amen to that. That's a battle you want to be in. Amen. Oh, no, we can't be in that battle. We want to go back and live in bondage with the Egyptians. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We don't want that mentality. Amen. We free in Christ. Who the son set free, y'all finish that one. It's free indeed. Amen. We're free in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Look at this scripture right here in 5, 5, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It says, and he said, hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou king Jehoshaphat. So he's telling even the king to hearken. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. That's where it came from. Amen. You tell them, don't be afraid. King Jehoshaphat, don't be scared. <laughs> kings, all y'all kings out there, don't be scared. Huh? Because it's some battles. We're going to fight some, some major battles this year. Say amen to that. But we know how to fight them. Amen. <laughs> Looking at a young king, K-Line. You get that in your spirit, K-Line. When you, you, him and Kemi leaving me in June. Huh? They both going away to school. Amen. Fight the battles in Christ. Amen. Don't try to fight them yourself. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you again for your word, your grace, your mercy, your love for us, Lord. Your peace, your, your preparation, Lord, for, that you prepare for us to walk this walk in these flesh bodies. We just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for watching over our families. Thank you for the hedge of protection you have around us. Thank you for the angels you encamp around us, Lord. We're thankful, we're grateful this day, Lord, and we just thank you for your powerful word, that, your word of instruction, Lord, that warns us on how to, how to battle in you. Thank you for that, Lord. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus.